Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of The Sens Review, uh, Friday, August 21st. Boy, do we have some controversy to talk about. Got some a Canadian team no longer in the playoffs, and two Canadian teams barely holding on. Uh, I'm yours truly, DJ O-Dog. Let's start off with some Sens news. Um, not a whole lot, again, you know, there's not a whole lot of Sens news, to be honest, because kind of the offseason for them because we all know they're not good enough to be playing right now um but goalie prospect kevin mandelis never heard of him but uh he was named this year's top goaltender in the uh, qmjhl he's 19 years old i think this was his fourth season uh in the article that i forgot who it was i forgot to record who it was so i apologize for that uh but in the article it said that in his first three seasons in the queue uh he never had a save percentage that was higher than 0.895 so never above 900, um, and it was never lower than 2.33 goals against average. That's pretty bad. But this year, he led the league in save percentage with .925 and was second in goals against per, uh, average with 2.33. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good goalie. Um, I don't think he was really expected to become anything, a six-round pick. Uh, but hopefully he turns into something. I mean, we've got lots of goalie prospects that are coming up. We'll just have to see which which goalie prospect really takes the leap and uh, uh, becomes the next level goaltender that we need. Especially this year, I'm curious to see what happens with goaltending this year. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Otto should re-sign Craig Anderson. I think he's kind of done. Um, Anders Nilsson, I liked. I, I thought he played well when he wasn't injured. Marcus Hogberg, I think. Might be ready to be an AHL goalie. But I don't know. We'll have to see as this year progresses. Uh, NHL news. A uh, few teams moved on to the second round. Uh, Colorado beat Arizona uh, with their final win being a 7-1 to victory. Yikes. <laughs> um, uh, we'll talk about this one, but Dallas did beat Calgary in Game 6. Um, the New York Islanders beat Washington. Uh, Washington avoided getting swept, but, I mean, I'm sure they still would rather make it to the second round. And there goes another prediction of mine. And then I can't remember if I mentioned it last time, but Boston did beat Carolina. Um, now into the controversy. Uh, yes, Barry Kakinemi, uh, in their game against Philadelphia, was ejected from the game, given a five-minute major, and I believe a one-game suspension. I could be wrong. But he's ejected from the game uh, for a boarding call that I think was bad. <laughs> I I don't think it was worth uh, a game misconduct, but uh, Travis Sanheim did get cut. So, I mean, anytime they sees, uh, the ref see blood, they instantly call the play dead. Or so we thought, because later on, Brendan Gallagher gets cross-checked to the face, breaks his friggin' jaw, blood dripping everywhere from his mouth, and there's not a single penalty called. And, uh, yes, the controversy comes because Matt Niskanen, who hit him, was suspended for one game, um, whereas Kakinemi is getting a punishment for, uh, uh, like, he's getting a punishment that isn't necessarily deserved because it wasn't that much of a boarding, whereas Matt Niskanen had intent to injure and he's only out one game, whereas Gallagher is going to be out for the rest of the series, if not longer assuming Montreal makes makes it past the first round. So, it was pretty bad. 
Uh, he's going to be eating out straws. He's going to have surgery and having his mouth wired shut. Not a cash money time uh, at all. Uh, I couldn't find it anywhere, but uh, Philadelphia's head coach, Alain Vignon, Vignon, I don't know, something French, um, he apparently had some com negative comments towards Montreal and Gallagher. I, I, could, I saw uh, Marc Bergevin say he, wish, he would never wish any kind of injury like that upon another player or person, including Philadelphia's players. And I guess he was disappointed with Alain Vignon's comments, but I couldn't find what those comments were. I'm assuming something along the lines of he deserved it or whatever, just like with Svechnikov in Boston. But either way, I think this is a big blow for Montreal. I don't know how it will affect them. I mean, Gallagher did score his first goal uh, of the series in the last game before he got injured, but like, there's even if he wasn't scoring, there's still a presence he brings, and he's still a body out on the ice. So I don't know. He was benched and missed a few shifts the other day. Uh, for play like poor performance, so I don't know. I don't know if Montreal will come back, but we'll have to see. Uh, so let's get into the three games. All right, so let's get into uh, the two games that happened on Wednesday, August nineteenth. Uh, starting right from Montreal controversy, right into the game. Uh, game five, Montreal won it four or sorry five to three. Uh, avoiding elimination, at least for one more game. Uh, first period, Brendan Gallagher had a quick shot. At this point, he still has no goals in the series, and I think the entire playoffs, including the qualifying round. Um, Montreal crashes the net at one point, uh, which angers Philadelphia, obviously. Uh, kind of a kerfuffle in front, but nothing happens. And then Joel Armia, who's played, I think, uh, really well for Montreal in these both the series and against Pittsburgh, uh, he scores his first goal of the night, um, shorthanded. Uh, it was cool pass. Uh, we saw the play earlier in the year with Brock Besser and Pedersen, where you, one person takes a kind of a slap shot, but it's intentionally missing the net, hits the back of the boards uh, where it's flat. The puck bounces, bounces right out front, and another player goes in and scores. This is what Joel Armia did. I didn't see who'd made the pass, but uh, I don't think Philadelphia really knew where the puck was going. And Joel Armia gets in between them, gets the puck, and just lets it off his stick quick. And that puts Montreal up 1-0. And then past the halfway point, uh, Philadelphia having good pressure. There's quite a few uh, uh, Philadelphia power plays, I noticed, this game. Um, but they had good pressure. Uh, Price was coming up big on the penalty kill. And then Kevin Hayes had a shorthanded breakaway, and Price stopped him. Made a nice glove save. Second period. Uh, Jakub Voracek scores on a one-timer, uh, puts a pass carry price on the power play. I believe it was the power play um, that was from the Kakinemi uh, boarding call. Um, and I, it doesn't say, and I think I usually get my, I use my, um, for my source, sorry, I use NHL highlights on YouTube. I think I'll probably use Sportsnet or put a mix of them because the NHL one doesn't show penalties being called. And I think it's kind of bias. I don't know if they're doing it to avoid controversy. But it's hard to do these uh, recordings not really knowing what the penalties are. And so I might switch to Sportsnet or TSN or do a mix of them. Um, because, yeah, like, so there's so many times I don't know what the power play is for. And, you know, the Brennan Gallagher cross-check, the 
Kaki and Emi boarding. Those are both highlights of the game, but they aren't in the highlights. So, anyways, I think it's the Kaki and Emi power play. On the same power play, Jakub Voracek scores again, which puts Philadelphia up 2-1. to one. Uh, Joel Armia hits the crossbar, and then he scores later on on another rush. Kind of an odd angle uh, off Carter Hart's shoulder and in. That ties up 2-2. Two, two. Nick Suzuki had a bit of his own mini controversy uh, by patting Carter Hart on the head when they celebrated. Um, I think it's, I don't know. It's, I think it's a maturity thing, but it's hard to say because, you know, uh, Nick Suzuki's only like a year older than me, if not the same age. And uh, I know that doing that, personally, I find it's arrogant and cocky and very disrespectful. And he did apologize afterwards, which I think is good. But I don't know. I just I did play hockey for a bit, and I just was n at no point was I like, hey, let's rub it in another player's face on the other team. But I don't know. It, it, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, there was that. And then Bre Brendan Gallagher finally scores his first goal of the playoffs. Um, Nick Suzuki passed him the puck. It was in the air. Gallagher smacked it out, and that put Montreal up three two on the power play. And then Nick Suzuki did score a goal, uh, but Jonathan Druin was offside, so the goal got uh, called back. And then heading in the third period, uh, Montreal had some good pressure early on. Kevin Hayes got another breakaway chance, uh, but Price stopped him again. Um, Joel Farabee uh, deflected a shot past uh, Carey Price and scored on the power play, tying it up 3-3. And then Nick Suzuki uh, scores again by uh, Philadelphia had the puck. They pass it behind the net, thinking there's a defenseman there. There wasn't. Jonathan Druin picks it up, makes a no-look behind-the-back pass to Suzuki, who's all alone out front. Uh, Deeks pass Carter Hart and scores, putting Montreal up 4-3. to three. And then, uh, finally, Philip Deneau scored on the empty net, putting them up 5-3. to three. Uh, Couturier took kind of a cheap shot on Kari Lekkinen, um, but nothing was called. I don't know. Lots of... It's a rough game. It was a rough game. I'm just glad Montreal got the dub. Philadelphia still leads the series, but this time it's 3-2 as opposed to 3-1. Montreal will have to battle hard in the next game in order to avoid elimination and push it to Game 7, uh, missing their head coach and Brendan Gallagher and possibly Kakinemi. Like I said, I have no idea what his uh, if he got a suspension or not. I think it might have just been a game misconduct. I don't see how it could possibly be a suspension. Anyways... Vancouver versus St. Louis. Uh, Vancouver impressed me, to be honest. I thought St. Louis, after their two wins, were going to get two straight wins and really show that they are the champions for a reason. And, like, they could still end up coming through and beating uh, Vancouver. But I will say I think Vancouver's impressed a lot of people. I mean, they were, I thought they were a good team this year. Like, I'm pretty sure they would have made the playoffs. But I don't think anyone expected them to do that well in the playoffs. Uh, but so far, they've... Done excellent. Um, Jake Allen getting the start. Oh, sorry. Vancouver won 4-3 in this one. I can't remember if I said that or not. Uh, but in the first period, Jake Allen starting the game, as opposed to Jordan Pennington. I think this is the third straight game Allen's gotten the start. Uh, but he mishandles the puck early. And they didn't show the why the play was stopped, because, again, it was the NHL highlights. Uh, but I believe it was because he touched in the in the outside of the trapezoid. And so if you go, if a goalie goes to handle the puck, there's the red lines behind the net, and the goalie can't use his stick on the puck in the corners without getting a call. You can only use it in the trapezoid that's directly behind the net. Uh, so anyways, I think he touched the puck in the corners, 
kind of a loose bouncing puck. But anyways, he ended up later on making a good save on Brock Besser, who had a one-time chance, like a one-timer shot. Uh, and then Markstrom, one heck of a game, uh, came up big after there was a turnover, like, beside him at the side of the net. Uh, and then Tyler Mott for Vancouver uh, scored shorthanded after... It was kind of interesting. Uh, Alex Petrangelo went for the one-time shot at the point, but his stick broke. And uh, Tyler Mott took it, made a deke around a stickless Petrangelo, and scored on Allen, putting Vancouver up one nothing. Then uh, Jakob Markstrom stops David Perron on a one-timer, which was really nice. And then Braden Shen scores the first goal for St. Louis, tying it up 1-1. Nice snipe over the right corner. Uh, there was kind of a St. Louis was battling Vancouver in the corners, won it, passed it up front. Shen was all alone. End of story. And then Ryan O'Reilly scores a nice wraparound. He faked out Markstrom, wrapped around, and he kind of took a shot. It went off Jordan or Jordy Ben's stick and passed uh, Markstrom. And then Markstrom makes a huge save with six seconds left. Second period, uh, St. Louis dumps in a puck. It bounces off the ref, like the linesman. And this is Markstrom's biggest save of the game, I think. It, they dumped it in. It bounced off the linesman, who was in a terrible spot. I don't know what he was doing. It was an awful positioning. But bounced off his shoulder uh, right to Delorier who was all alone, he took a shot, and Markstrom made like a diving save and stopped it with his blocker. Uh, I thought it was one of Markstrom's greatest saves of the series. Um, it was it was just a good save. And I thought later on, um, Alexander Edler, I think that's his name. I know it's Edler. But I, that's the thing with these NHL players. I always know the last names. But I'm not 100% certain on all the first names. Anyways, I thought it was of note. He made a nice pass to Miller, who managed to get a shot off, but no uh, goal. Uh... And then David Perron was all alone, but Markstrom came up big on him. Perron's been playing excellent this year. He was an all-star. And then uh, Robert Thomas scored uh, a nice post and in shot, which put St. Louis up 3-1. to one. Uh, And then later on, Markstrom robbed Thomas again. And then, now for Vancouver's push, Jake Vertanen wraps around, uh, takes a shot. They they're There's a battle in front, and J.T. Miller pokes it home. Uh, decreasing St. Louis's lead 3-2. to two. And then Pedersen made a few spinorama deeks in the corner. It was quite nice. Then he passed it to Miller, who passed it to Vertanen. And I think Allen thought Vertanen was going to pass it back to Miller, but instead he shot it, uh, and it bounced off of Allen sticking in. And then uh, uh, Tyler Mott had his second goal of the game by stripping uh, St. Louis defenseman of the puck in the neutral zone. And going on a breakaway and scoring. It was quite nice. Then the third period, um, Bertuzzo had a nice shot. Uh, nothing too special. And then uh, St. Louis, in the last kind of six seconds, there was a battle in front. St. Louis says they scored. The horn went off, but the ref said no goal. So Vancouver leads the series 3-2 now, breaking the tie. Now, that's two Canadian wins. Uh, now into a Canadian loss. And the last loss for this team this year. Thursday, August 20th, Dallas versus Calgary. Calgary blew a 3-0 lead, and Dallas scored seven straight goals to win 7-3 in Game 6. First period, TJ Brody took a shot. Uh, Mangiapane uh, tipped it home with a redirection, and that was Calgary's fourth shot of the game. 
Uh, Issa Lindell for Dallas, their defenseman. Looked like he got injured on his left hand. He wasn't putting his hand on his stick. He was only using his right hand. Uh, and Goudreau ends up getting the puck and shooting it off of from an odd angle off of Kubadin and in. Uh, Rasmus Anderson, uh, Calgary defenseman, scores their last goal of the playoffs. Um, far right side, stepping right up in the play, and that put Calgary up 3-0. But then uh, Rick Bonus for Dallas called a timeout. Ended up being a crucial timeout. I don't know what he talked to them about, but holy moly, turned on their jets. Uh, Miro Heiskanen sends a clapper on the power play and beats Talbot and puts them up, or decreases uh, Calgary's lead 3-1. to one. And then Anton Kubinin robbed Lindholm at the end of the period. Second period, Gorionov scored uh, on a loose puck, uh, or a loose shot, sorry. It, it, I feel like Talbot should have had that. But the announcer suggested maybe because Pavelski was in front, he thought it was going to hit Pavelski. But you know, I, I've never played as goalie, but uh, personally, I think you should always play where you think the puck's going to go. Like I've played goalie in ball hockey, and I always go where I think the puck's going to go. Doesn't matter who's in front. Um, so that uh, puts Calgary three to two, and then Pavelski tipped a shot to tie the game uh, at three three. Flames hit a post shorthanded. Uh, but Faxa sorry, scores on a rebound, putting Dallas up 4-3. to three. At that play, Talbot gets pulled, and David Riddick plays his first game of the, of the playoffs, which didn't last long, because so I think he ended up getting swapped again with Talbot. But Joe Pavelski scores on a rebound. Dallas now up 3-5. to five. Uh, Gorianov sniped on David Riddick, uh, putting them up 6-3. to three. Calgary almost scores, but nothing doing. Then third period, uh, Tobias Ryder, who had a good series, um, almost scores a wraparound, but Talbot stops him, and then Gorionov scores again. So, Dallas beat Calgary in the series. Uh, they're moving on to the second round. Kind of disappointing. Uh, you know, I, I, I predicted Calgary moving on to the next round. Uh, I would rather a Canadian team move on, obviously. But anyways, so those are the three games. So that means all we have left for the Canadian teams are Vancouver and Montreal. Um, assuming... I think starting the next round, uh, with or without Canadian teams, I'm just going to start covering all the games, um, or maybe just the teams that beat a Canadian uh, team. I haven't decided yet, uh, but obviously we need something to talk about on this podcast, so I think now that there's less games, I should be able to talk about all of them, but we'll see where we go. Uh, Montreal and Vancouver aren't out yet, so hopefully we'll, we'll continue covering them for the next two games. We're hoping so. Our hope is Montreal ties the series and eventually wins. So that's two, at least two more games. Hopefully, um, Vancouver could win it in their next game, which we'd like to see. Uh, so, let's get into the playoff predictions and update standings. Okay, so uh, the current standings. Vegas beat Chicago like we knew in Game 5. Colorado beat Arizona in Game 5. Dallas beat Calgary in Game 6. Uh, St. Louis and Vancouver are still going. They're pushing it to a Game 6. So Vancouver could win it. So I believe how it works is Vegas would now be going against Colorado in the second round. I mean, that's how all the standings... I think that's how the playoff tree works. But, I don't know, I could be wrong. We'll find out once the first round's officially done. That's for the West... Uh, East, Philadelphia and Montreal are going to a game six. Tampa beat Columbus in game, uh, 
uh, five, and then New York beat Washington in game five, and then Boston beat Carolina in game five. So how are my predictions looking? Right now, kind of awful, I'll be honest, Chief. Um, Vegas versus Chicago, I predicted Vegas moving on, so I got that one right. Uh, sorry, for all the eight teams, so there's 16 teams in total staying in the playoffs. I have to predict which eight teams are going to move on. Um, I predict Vegas. Vegas moves on. One for eight. Co I predict Colorado would beat Arizona. Co Colorado moved on. Uh, so I'm two for eight. And that's about it so far. Because then I predicted Calgary being Dallas. Dallas proved me wrong and beat Calgary. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if they had Matthew Kachuk, they could have pulled through. I don't know what happened in this final game. I don't know what happened to Calgary's play, but goaltending was just awful. Calgary, for once, had more shots than Dallas, but just couldn't get done. And then St. Louis versus Vancouver. I'd rather Vancouver win by far, but I did predict St. Louis. And then for the East, Montreal and Philadelphia. I would much rather Montreal move on, but I did predict Philadelphia. Although I'm kind of... I'm worried, because I predicted Philadelphia moving on to the conference finals and eventually winning the Stanley Cup. But their top guns aren't scoring, and if they end up moving on facing Tampa in the second round, I'm kind of concerned. But uh, Tampa did beat Columbus, so I got that prediction wrong. I thought Columbus would beat them because Tampa is very similar to Toronto. But Tampa showed, unlike Toronto, they can keep up, at least defensively. I think that's where Tampa's depth at defense really showed. And then New York versus Washington, I'll say, I've said it before, I'll say it again. This was my hardest prediction. I predicted Washington, but I did say I wouldn't be surprised if New York went on. And sure enough, New York went on. And then Boston versus Carolina, I predicted Carolina. Um, but then Shvetchnikov got injured. I don't know if that's the exact reason, but Boston was playing pretty awful in the round-robin games. So, what I think I'll do, so these are my first playoff predictions. So I think what I'll do is make a prediction each round, but like each round, the prediction's worth less. So for example, I made this prediction. I'm predicting the entire playoffs here. I think, yeah, so the, the it's hard to explain. I'm trying to think of how to word it, but I made my original predictions. I predicted the entire playoffs. That's going to be our main prediction board but each round I'm thinking what we could do is make an updated predictions list with those teams that qualified or moved on so for example uh, Columbus I predict moving on they didn't move on so how does that affect my predictions my predictions are going to change so we will still look at our original prediction sheet each episode but then each round I think I'll make a new prediction uh, chart to try and just see if it's just a... I don't know. I just think it would be good to do. It would be fun. But either way, we'd be holding the uh, original predictions with high regards. I don't want to seem like I'm kind of cheating in my predictions. I don't want to be like that. Like, I'll always look at my original predictions first. Um, but then, obviously, it's hard to predict. It's hard to make another prediction if um, I didn't even predict that team moving on. So I think I'll do that. Anyways, uh, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, episode 8, we're getting up to episode 10. I'm very excited. I don't know, I'm... I think after episode 20, 
I'll start looking at becoming maybe a guest on other podcasts or having some guests on here. Uh, I just wanted to get a few episodes under my belt first. Uh, but I like how it's going so far. Uh, like I said, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to give an input or get up updates on scores or which teams are moving on or anything like that, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at dj.odog um, or on Twitter at odog62. Thank you so much for listening. I'm DJ Odog. I'll see you in the next one.